Hello, friends, and welcome back to Still No Plan. I'm Autumn Webb, and I'm here with the lovely Jordan Granger, and we are so excited to talk all things Taylor Swift Eros Tour today. I we Jordan went a few weeks ago, and I just went last weekend, and so we actually haven't even talked about it together because I didn't want to know because I wanted to be surprised. And so, yeah, we haven't talked about it together. So I'm excited to debrief. Yeah, I literally took notes in my notes app to like make sure I had all of the points to hit when this came around so I didn't forget anything. But like, how was I going to forget anything? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know what um, you could forget. I'm but actually, you- there was some things I looked back and I was like, oh, because there were like little, like I remember all the big things, but like little comments that I want to talk about. Um, But yeah, I'm so excited. I She just had her last show too. This is like perfect timing to talk about it because it's uh-huh. well, no, not her last show her last show in the U.S. leg, which I saw a graph. Then they added more to the U.S. for next yeah. year. I saw a graph of like where, how long the tour date is and like where she is relative to the rest of the day. And she's like not even a third of the way through. It's insane. Yeah, I don't, I saw that too. And I was like, no way. I feel like my social media feed has only been this for the last eight months. I can't imagine how it's like, is that going to die down? Like, I feel like it's just going to stay that way. Like social media is going to be just talking about her for the next like year and a half of her doing this. Yeah. Also like, yeah. the, the stamina and the, the level of performer that you have to be, to be able to do literally the same show every time, but make it special for every single person in that audience. I, it's jaw dropping because it's choreographed down to like her eye winks, like everything. She does. Danny and I were talking about this. Her fans are such super fans that she does. She has to do the exact same thing. Even like the words she says in between all of her transitions, because people take it so fucking personally. If she like gives one audience like a more words, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so Danny and I were like, she has to be like, so exact on how she hypes up the audience and all of the things she does because people get so like art feel so personally connected to her it's honestly insane it's like it's an art form well yeah I I went talking to a friend yesterday because she just went on Wednesday and um her friend is like a super mega fan like reading into all these theories all the time and whatever and um she said there's this thing on the internet where like, you know how after she does champagne problems, she just lets the audience like scream for a while. Yeah. And apparently people have been timing how long she lets the audience scream each night as if that means something. And so on their night, she let the audience go for eight and a half minutes. And the previous longest one before that was three and a half. So she just let them go for eight and a half minutes. Just oh my God. Her. could you imagine the power? The power. That's how um that's how everyone's losing their voice. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um okay, the other thing that doesn't really have to do with our show okay. is the last show. 1989 was announced Mm -hmm. very thrilled but then I saw the best theory that I have seen on what the next album is and someone was saying um someone was saying that she so she announced 
1989. When she announced Speak Now, she played two Speak Now surprise songs, right? When mm-hmm. she announced 1989, she played one Speak Now and then one Reputation. And the Reputation song was, is it New Year's Day? Mm-hmm. Is that the one? So everyone's like, she's going to release Rep on New Year's Day. Oh. I know. I kind of think she does just want to like get them all out now and like be done with that. So I feel yeah, like well, she also makes so much money of each one i'm sure i feel like they're all recorded because i'm like when miss ma'am when do you have the time on this tour to re-record entire like 20 song albums (laughs) i think she just has them and is hoarding them yeah i think um i it was i don't know i have so many thoughts i should have taken notes because everything is so jumbled in my brain about this now but i will say speaking of just like her re-recording things my tears ricochet in person hit me way harder than I thought because you know that song is all about like the fact that Scooter Braun screwed her and she decided to like re-record everything and so she's saying like my tears are like look you fucked me and now I fucked you worse look what I did back because her re-recording her music has been this like catalyst for her being more famous and more on top of it than she ever has before and so just seeing her perform that and the power in her face and I was like you literally did that like you literally he's at your funeral saying that he loves you like that person that talks shit who then at the funeral is like oh they're my best like that's what he's doing and you just like came back a million times harder I was like oh my god I can't it just felt like I was like jaw drop I couldn't get over it yeah and I I saw something that said that he's worth 500 million and she's estimated to be worth like 6.4 billion after the tour closes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like she's just like literally like stomping him into the ground and leaving him in the dust. okay the other thing about we'll get into our shows in a second but the other thing about last night or two nights ago carly claus was there and she was like in the 300s <laughs> okay that's something that i have a question about is how do these celebrities like there's a celebrity tent right how do you get in the celebrity tent how are you like hey miss taylor i'm actually famous can i be in the celebrity tent like i don't understand how you get those tickets i think she picks you um in la i don't know i mean maybe you just pay more but i think that she like picks who goes in the celeb tent because it's i don't know la was weird like ours it's not like we had celebs in the audience like yeah there was the only celebrities there were in the celebrity tent but LA it's like there's so many celebrities that went the last few days that I don't know but apparently so yeah Carly Claus had 300 seats but then apparently Taylor saw her and told no (laughs) she was like sitting next to people (laughs) imagine you just go to your like seat 356 and like sit down and it's Carly Claus next to you and And she handed out friendship bracelets that said Carly on them. <laughs> she should have she should have made Kaler friendship Gaylor friendship bracelets and handed oh them out. Like a Gaylor's real thing. Oh my God. Is that I crazy? I can't believe that. I know I did see that she was there. There was all these people questioned like what does it mean? What does it mean? I thought they hate each other. And I do wonder what happened though. I feel like I have it's so, you know how when like your high school, like 
friend that breaks up with her like boyfriend of 10 years you're like I have a right to know because I've supported (laughs) yeah I know that's I just saw this thing and like I totally get it it was this long audio on TikTok about this girl was like talking about like the significance of Taylor Swift and why Swifties are like such diehard Swifties and talking about how like they're like she was there for me like growing up and I, I agree like I think so much of the reason I desperately wanted to go to the Eras tour like I don't really care about folklore and everywhere I probably wouldn't have gone to just that tour but like because it's the Eras tour we literally grew up with this woman like I remember in elementary school singing her songs and then like the ones that came out in middle school like I remember so distinctly at every point in my life the songs that were coming out and even if you're not a Twift a Twift a Swift fan <laughs> then you will because she just had hits like at all of those times and so I I get that to some extent but the way this girl was talking about it I was like this is where the parasocial like relationship is going too far like she was like when I go through a breakup and cry like I could just pick up the phone and call her like talking about like the songs and like it was like she was always there with no judgment and no criticism she was just there for me who I am and I was like okay no like her songs existed in your life in these times like that's it period at the end like I get it yes you leaned on them for breakups but like Taylor wasn't there And I think there is an unhealthy relationship belief that happens with some of the Swifty fans. Well, yes, a million percent. I also, I've always felt that was weird when people like get like that with any celebrity. Like people really do feel like, I don't know. Also, I watched her like documentary after because I was like, I just need more of her. So I need to Mm -hmm. watch this. And there was a part where she's like coming out of her house and there's 300 people outside of her house. And she's like, yeah, that's just my life. And like, I hate it. I hate that. And she's like, it's one thing to like, you know, like my music and, and really feel connected to my songs. It's another thing to like, want to like stalk me and like, yeah, follow me everywhere. And she said that one time a man broke into her house and slept in her bed for a weekend. She's like, it's one thing to like have this obsessive need to like be me or be as close to me as possible. And it's different. There's a difference between like fan and obsession. And I, and in some ways I'm like, yes, I hear, I do kind of feel like more connected with Taylor Swift than other celebrities because yeah, I feel like I've grown up with her and like, I feel like her music has like, you know, I've related to it at so many different phases for so many different reasons. And like yeah. even her old music that I loved when I was literally eight years old, still it hits now, but in a different way, in a more meaningful mm-hmm. way. And it's like cute to look back at like eight-year-old me. And so I I love her more than a regular celebrity, but in relation to like the the meaning that she's brought me throughout my life, not because I think we're like genuinely best friends. I think <laughs> that's I think the thing. music has been almost a sort of like, friendship brace like blanket or like emotional security yeah. blanket, but not her like what she's created and so there's a fine line between like I want to wear your skin and I think we're made to be together and like I love your music a lot it reminds me of like did you ever watch in high school the movie about Selena is that her name no I didn't so she was like a 
huge Latina star in like yeah in like the Latina music scene like and much bigger yeah like bigger like Taylor Swift level like she had like Taylor Swift level fans and like a crazy fan ended up killing her because she was like they spun out this like narrative in their brain that she had like a personal connection I don't, I don't really remember exactly what it was but like I just think that it is so people that are super fans need to like give Taylor space like if you really are as obsessed with your as you are like recognize that you do not have a personal relationship with her it just freaks me out so much I think it's like so unhealthy and like it's crazy we weren't planning on getting into all of this but I do think it's an important note with like the Taylor Swift fans because it's just people need to like yeah you have a relationship with her music you do not have a relationship with her and actually this is a good one of my first notes to my concert so this is my I mean the the U.S. tour is over so I'm not going to use this as like a warning of things not to do (laughs) but I do have an example of a super fan who was sitting next to me who clearly felt that they personally were more of a fan than anyone around and they wanted to prove it and they did that by literally screaming the music at the top of their lungs like not like oh I'm like screaming singing like I'm like like we were all doing that it was so loud that's totally fine it's like blood curdling screeches of the lyrics so that her voice was heard above anyone else including Taylor's so that everyone around us knew that she was like the biggest fan in our section. And it drove me insane. She was seated right next to me. I didn't take any videos of the entire event because it was like such- I wish you did though. (laughs) I know, I know. I went, I actually went back because I was telling Anna about this and she was like, I need to hear it. I went back and I successfully did not capture her in any one of my videos. I only took like three videos and Danny was like, yeah, I dodged her like so hard. I like was not filming when she was screaming the way that she was screaming. So we don't have any videos of her. But it's like, it's like, it literally impacted. It was so loud and invasive that we didn't even feel the need to take videos because we're like, all this fucking video is going to be as this girl, like screeching these songs. Yeah. And I want before anyone, anyone who hasn't been before they just jump to like, oh, Jordan's just being like a little Grinch and like not letting this like little girl have her moment. I want to say the concert gets up to 118 decibels, which is like, eardrum shattering and um you I couldn't hear the people next to me and we were all mm-hmm. screaming I could not hear and it's so funny Maddie kept apologizing she's like I'm so off key and I was like I'm not listening to you I can't hear you and she's like yeah. I'm so loud though like I was screaming so loud Maddie couldn't hear me I couldn't hear her I couldn't hear the person next to me I didn't think about once but anyone next to me sounded like because the music is so loud and so the fact that you could even hear her next to you that it says something like I, I just want to say she's not just being like an evil Grinch because Jordan's not like no. that also. <laughs> like, well, also like everyone around us was, yeah, to your point, like everyone yeah. around us was scream singing. That was great. I was scream that. singing. I lost great. my voice. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a, it's, it's part of the sound. It's like ambiance music. Yeah. This girl, <laughs> like, and also to honest point, I went to the show that had a, earthquake was started because of how loud and like shaky our stadium was so like yeah it was loud for this girl to break earthquake level noise levels and like to to the point of me not being a Grinch on top of 
me being like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. Her mom even was like, you need to stop like multiple times to her because it was so bad. And every time there was like a quieter song or like a chiller song or like a break, she would scream, I love you, Taylor. Like as if she could hear her. And I was like, we are in the 300s. She can't hear you. Like, You're in the back. Oh my God. We're in the back. <laughs> Shush. Humble yourself. So yeah, that was like uh, definitely unfortunate. It was like funny looking back on it, but I mean, it, it, it impeded my experience. It was like such an amazing, I'm like, I remember this girl more than anything Taylor did. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I think on the note of like people being loud, it, I haven't been to SoFi before and I don't know how big Lumen Field is probably the similar size in SoFi is huge to the point where when she was singing, there was almost an echo of like mm. the crowd because the people that are like in the back are that just enough far away that there is like a little delay. And I was like, when I first heard it, I was caught off guard. I was like, what, is there something wrong with the audio? But it was literally just the audience like being one millisecond behind her because they're screaming it back. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I honestly, I was so overwhelmed with excitement and like joy for the first three songs. I was like, am I just going to have a panic attack and not have fun? Like, I don't know where we're teetering right now. (laughs) It was like the edge of like, whoa, my heart rate is accelerated and I'm kind of getting nervous, but I'm really, really excited. It was like, I could have fallen off and like been medevaced, (laughs) lifelined it out. We were teetering. It took like a few songs for me to like calm down. Then I was having a really good time, but I was really overwhelmed with excitement and joy. I haven't felt that level of, I don't know, just pure like joy probably since like being told that I was like admitted to USC, like just like so excited about something, you know, I, I haven't felt that way in a long time. I was like, that was fun to feel that way again. Like, yeah, it was, um, to quote stool presidente <laughs> day before <laughs> electric, the audience was absolutely electric. Like it was so insane. I tried to explain it. Like I can't even explain it to anyone who wasn't there. And people are like, it's just a concert. It's like, no, it was so far. I've gone to so many concerts and seen so many huge people. And like, they've all been incredible, but like nothing, nothing was like the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> like even it's, it was like also, multiple Broadway like the production level we haven't even gone there we're just in the we're just in the audience but also I find it funny my um my notes the first note is screeching girl so I'm glad we hit that first I do want to comment on Dave Portnoy though while we're here um my friend just showed me a video of an interview of him last night because I know you've sent me some of his like TikToks about Taylor which I think are hilarious that he loves her so much but he was literally in like an interview with like Good Morning America or something that like that. It was Fox Business. Like a, <laughs> yeah, a big interview for him. And for some reason, they bring up Kim Kardashian attending the if she were to attend the Eras tour. And he was so serious and defensive of Taylor. He was like, no, I think that would be so and so 
unbelievably fucked up if Kim went. And you know why? You want to know why? I'm going to tell you. And he's like going in. He's like, you know, Kim and Kanye made this fake video, made it seem like Taylor approved, but she didn't. And they lied and Taylor didn't. And it ruined her reputation. Her reputation was born because of this. And if Kim went to her concert, it would literally just be because that's what Kim does because she hops on the next train or whatever is like the exciting thing to do. And he was just going in so defensive. He goes, honestly, if Kim went to the Eras tour, she should go to prison (laughs) (laughs) and I thought this is so funny for so many reasons one Dave Portnoy is the owner of Barstool Sports Barstool was became a big thing for posting naked pictures of girls in college basically that's how Barstool got big so it's just so funny that he is becoming this like caretaker and protector of taylor swift and second the fact that this is his interview he's being interviewed by someone else and now we're just talking about taylor swift and third the thought of kim crashing being literally sent to prison for going to the <laughs> i couldn't get over it. i was cracking up well i was a little bit surprised that kim didn't go because her kids love taylor swift so what I well actually no I'm not surprised that Kim didn't go but I was expecting that like a neutral source was going to take like a gathering of the West Kardashian general children I feel like I just kind of feel like Kim and Taylor are probably made up like knowing how things with Kanye have gone I wouldn't be I'm surprised. convinced that uh dressing for, or vigilante shit is about Kim People also say Scooter Braun and his wife. Yeah. I, I could be either. Could both be- messy divorces, both own Benzes. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Multiple. I wouldn't be surprised if they've already made up. So like, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't recommend jail time for Kim attending. And <laughs> I think we should support people growing and like, you can do a bad thing and she did a bad thing, but like, you can own up and apologize also. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't say jail time, but Dave Port and I being this big Swifty is like, probably one of the highlights of like my year I love this it year. <laughs> yeah. it's been so entertaining it's yeah he like calls her mother yeah. <laughs> he's like a full he had I like a custom I want a video of them meeting that's what I want yeah I mean like, sure they my interview with Taylor like him interviewing her oh I would die he would just like cry <laughs> like, yeah it really made me love and appreciate Dave Portnoy a lot more yeah I mean I, I was also team Alex Cooper and so that also like that whole situation made me appreciate him but this is like furthering my belief that he is for the women surprisingly mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a true 2023 feminist <laughs> yeah, which is really shocking knowing barstool it yeah, makes it better it is um okay so i don't feel like we need to go through the entire show that song was- by song <laughs> But I will say that Miss Americana is one of my favorite songs. So I was, and I didn't watch any spoilers. So I was so excited that she opened with it, but I was really disappointed she didn't play the whole song. I, I don't know. I just felt the opening though, saying it's been a long time coming. Like how iconic. Oh, so iconic. It has been a long time coming. It's been oh my God. five plus years coming. And and then like, the like, she's like, feel like it like says all the different albums like leading up yeah. to it. And you're like, and also i think it's just so cute how she's like it's you and me that's my whole world like 
he's like the fans you guys like gave me this like you are my whole world and it's so weird because you're strangers to me but like you gave me this yeah I thought it was really special and sweet and it's funny too I like didn't used to when lover and reputation came out I was kind of like oh those are okay albums like I don't love them but when this Ares tour came out, I was like, I'm going to give them a relist and I'm going to give them a try again and see if I like them now. And revisiting them as an adult, I love them both. And seeing them in person was so fun. Like for the past week now, and when I'm in my car driving, I literally just listen to Lover and I'm like performing it. I'm like doing all her like hand movements. <laughs> this is probably not. Oh, wait, <laughs> back to the screeching girl. The screeching girl also knew all of her hand movements. Oh my God. <laughs> so I she was know. doing the full choreography. I just like think about what she would do and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She does, she does a lot of hand movements, but yeah, Lover, I mean, Lover and Reputation. I, I, I became a Lover fan because of this tour always was a reputation fan so good but i think they are performance albums so they like hit so well on a concert like oh my god i mean even so okay we'll, we'll move in we'll move in going. <laughs> we're, we're going fearless fucking loved the fearless set it was so cute i just that was like that was little jordan and autumn like jumping around on bed scream singing those songs like that's that got me. I think that was honestly my favorite part of the entire concert. That was also literally Little Autumn's first concert. Like, it's, I felt like it felt very like full circle, very healing for me healing, to go. Yeah. Like, it, it it sounds stupid, but it really did feel very healing for me to go. And um, it's funny, Fearless wasn't my favorite era in the concert because she didn't. Like, it's so hard when she has so many albums and so many good songs on all of these albums. And so she did, like, the most popular songs, which weren't my personal favorite Fearless songs. Mm. So, because I'm more of a sad song girly. So, like, I want the sad shit. And so the pop shit is, like, doesn't hit as hard for me. But it was, like, that moment. I was, like, oh, like, 10-year-old me would be so happy that we're still here. And, like, this is so fun. And, like, to be with these like amazing like VIP tickets to like, this is just like so it was so special for me so the fearless era was also amazing I was surprised that I thought that the evermore and folklore eras would be my favorite in concert because um or like speak now just because like the more sad stuff is my favorite of hers but reputation and 1989 were fucking fun i was red even was so fun they were all fun but like i yeah i was shocked by like how much how some eras that i thought i wouldn't really care as much about i care about all of them but in relative no i know i mean yeah in perspective i thought okay your favorite albums yeah this is less important to me than this one but in person i was like this is so fucking fun like this is how it was meant to be heard and the same with midnights is like midnights is not for me I feel like it's not one of her top five albums for me just because the sound the sound is so different than her other music I do like the lyrics I do like the album but it's not my favorite of hers but hearing it live in person I was like oh this is it's meant to be heard at 120 decibels it cannot be (laughs) in your car you can't physically have it loud enough in like a home setting like it needs to be like this yeah I mean I think totally like that's where I was gonna go with the fearless era is like those albums that are more your favorite like fearless speak now 
aren't as much of a performance like album like reputation she slayed it was exactly what it needed to look like like it was so fun it had so many elements that she could bring into it it was just like and 1989 same thing like that's why pop albums are always like Dua Lipa is a fun concert to go to because it's a performance album like mm-hmm. and so yeah I think those ones just like took me by surprise like 1989 took me completely by surprise was maybe one of them I don't know it was all my favorite I'm gonna say my favorite for all of this <laughs> but but it, yeah 1989 was <laughs> I knew reputation was me sick because I absolutely love it and I had seen some spoilers for that one but 1989 was the surprising, surprising fun. Yes, I liked that album when it came out too. Like I had my first little like shitty car and I had before we got like a little like Bluetooth stereo thing, I only had CDs. So I literally like only had Taylor Swift CDs and 1989 came out, I think that year that we first started driving or that I first, because I'm a little younger, the year that I first started driving. And so I had her, 1989 album that's like all I listened to like my first year driving and so I kind of haven't listened to that album a ton as an adult like and even this year when I've been like prepping for my Eros tour like I haven't been listening to it a ton and so when it came on I was like shocked by how kind of emotional it made me thinking of myself at like 16 and like blank space was my favorite and like blasting blank space and just I was like, I can't, this is so like, I was 16 driving in my car and like, and now here I am like still growing up, you know, like, I don't know. It was, it was amazing. Um, also I was blown away. I've never, I never thought that she was like super sexy. I've always thought she was really beautiful, but not sexy. And after this, I'm like, she is so sexy, <laughs> like so hot. I didn't, yeah. No, that I, she was I couldn't st- I said that to Maddie like 10 times like she is an angel she's glowing she's so hot like I couldn't get over it I know she I mean like vigilante shit like oh my god but also not even just that like her head whips her eyes like the way how animated she is in her eyes I was like her little like yeah her little, little face tongue thing she does like, <laughs> this, like tongue thing I was like she's so she just hot. like also if you look at old like you can tell she's feeling herself on this tour. Like and she's, she's a woman. So much yeah. hype and like we are giving her so much energy that you can see she's like oh yeah, I'm like like she's like she went through her like reputation like unlikes me. She went through yeah, like she went through like oh I have to like fight through the crowd and like still be happy and like now it's like oh I've one don't give a shit about anything and two everyone's fucking obsessed with me like that is the sickest era to be in <laughs> so so you could see it she's like feeling it yeah i know uh, I was like i'm sexually attracted to you in this moment <laughs> and i didn't ever feel yeah, that i am gayler <laughs> i would hook up with you so <laughs> what do we do about that <laughs> so my thoughts oh Oh, yeah, I have some more some more thoughts written down. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Willow, mm-hmm. but and I love No Bond. So I guess I did. Kind of, th- those are both Evermore, right? I always get I forget which songs are in which. I kind of like I know because they came out I, the same year. Yeah, I think those are both Evermore, and I loved the folklore section for me was a little long. I, it was definitely the longest section and my least favorite album. And so I was like, dang it. And 
She only did two songs from Speak Now, which is my favorite section. <laughs> so I was also sad about that. So that that was kind of my only like, uh, if I would, if it was my personal concert, I would have cut Folklore down like two songs and added two more Speak Now songs. But I will say of the Folklore songs that she played, like I do, those are such beautiful songs. Like it was still an amazing section. Yes, I have so many things to say on these two. One, I think you should, I saw like a bit of an interview of hers talking about folklore and how this whole album is like basically this like story of these like this like love triangle between high schoolers that she made up in her head. And she was like talking through the storylines for each of them and like giving meaning behind the songs or more context behind the songs. And so she was saying something about how there's this couple, Betty and James in high school. And then like one summer, James kind of screws Betty and like finds this girl named August and like has a summer fling with Mm -hmm. August. And so then in the song, Betty, James is like coming back to her and saying like, I want you. I'm so sorry. That girl was nothing. It was just a summer fling. It was stupid. But you listen to August and August is from the girl, August's point of view. And she's saying that she was like literally in love with James and she would have done anything for him. And so for August to be in love with him and saying she would do anything and for James to say it was just a stupid summer fling. How heartbreaking is that? Like, and she was saying, just like giving her a whole story. I want to watch the full, like, it's like a full hour long thing of her talking through each song and like where the characters are and how she envisioned them in certain story moments. But I think it makes that album better when you think of it more like a movie in your head and you're like having this whole you know character arc to go through and witness in an album so I watched well, and so that made it more exciting for me in person I also love those two albums because those were her two first sad albums in like five years and so and that came out in 2020 when I was depressed and so I was like that's all I listened to for that whole year yeah I mean, August is one of my favorite songs of hers, period. So I did love that one. And mm-hmm. Betty's always great. And I do think, yeah, the story, like if I had, I had to pick and choose who I was committing to because I wasn't just looking up spoilers. So I had to like try and learn her whole discography and guess what was going to be on it. So I kind of did like hits from all the albums and then like deep dove into Speak Now because that just came out. And then like, did I like didn't do anything on 1989 and rep because I already knew those ones so I like it was really speak now and then like across the board hits Mm -hmm. so I didn't dive deep into evermore and folklore the other thing about evermore and folklore folklore is that they are fall songs and I was prepping for this going into the winter or going into summer I'm really excited now for fall because I'm like I'm kind of glad I didn't like over listen to folklore and evermore. Cause now I get to like re-listen and appreciate them. Like all the other songs that I didn't really know in mm-hmm. fall, which is gonna be so fun. Cause I love a Seattle fall. So I, I'm not saying that they are my, like that they could not become higher up on my list of albums just at the current moment. Also to your point, like I love a pop girl concert and those, that was like the slowest part. So yeah. Well, yes. They but are. It was a necessary break. Like, I was happy for a sit. (laughs) I think she did such a good job at like mixing up like a fast paced performance album and then having a slow album afterwards. So, or a slow couple songs afterwards. So there was never 
like a lull that felt too long for me. It felt like, you know, you're dancing your ass off, screaming your ass off, and then you get to like sit and scream your ass off or you can still dance the whole time or whatever. But like, it felt like there was a good amount of balance in that way. I was also like, I was expecting all of the older stuff to hit me really like in a nostalgic way. And I was surprised when the folklore and evermore stuff did hit me in that way, because even though it's only a few years ago, I'm in such a different place than I was now than I was then. And so I was like, just kind of appreciative of like how much I've grown in those few years and like thinking when, I don't know, when a song comes on in concert, you always think about like where you were when you were like, learn the words or like fell in love with it. And so like thinking about me in that place now compared to me now, I was like, wow, like I'm doing okay. Like, and Taylor Swift's getting me through it. Like, it's so fun. Yeah. To, like, it's so funny how at certain times, certain songs can, this meaning of a song can change to you over the years. Yeah. And it's fun to like, I don't know, look back on that. Yeah. I feel like as a serial monogamist, I can like, categorize my life by boyfriend (laughs) and it's kind of the same thing in the albums like I'm like oh yeah I remember I was like going through this breakup when I was listening to this song and like it's like very so that's kind of weird because I've like had the exes on the mind a lot in the past few months while I was listening but it's like whatever also kind of in a positive way like to your point like oh my god I remember being like just such a like sad little devastated human being over this like loser and like I remember like that feeling but I'm like so happy I'm not there anymore and like very yeah. happy in my relationship and like there is some level of it's almost like it's like a check-in like a little like oh I remember I don't know like it, t- it really clearly takes you back to where you were whenever the song came out and that is cool um yes I was gonna say something and then I literally okay forgot. I have one one of my favorite <laughs> my favorite I was so obsessed with the way she like transitioned into the man like yeah her like little hype up speech for herself and she was like I feel like the man and I was like yes so that was so good um and then the oh the transition from rapid to speak now was incredible the like purple snake and the purple lights Mm -hmm. and then the um uh flames with bad blood (laughs) like singed my eyebrows off yeah the flames were crazy and I was really taken aback by those because so we were like not on the floor by the stage but like the very first section behind that and when those went off I was like I'm hot like I can physically feel oh, the yeah. air right now I can't imagine being the band that's playing guitar right there like is your guitar strings hot can you even play anymore and <laughs> the people that I was like that does not seem like a safe level of fire it no, was crazy I was in the 300s <laughs> and it was so hot like <laughs> it was it was truly insane but so sick like so yeah. cool needed yeah. to happen it also happened like 20 times <laughs> Maddie were like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it was like, that's not a safe level of pyrotechnics whatever is going on. <laughs> is that what it's called <laughs> that is what it's called I'm sure I mean it ended up being safe for everyone it had no, to be safe no but how I, don't, uh, I can imagine like setting up and like what's the fucking hottest we can go without killing people in the audience <laughs> 
that was and definitely that the vibe. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we're gonna have to wrap this conversation up shortly. But did you say your well, surprise songs yet? Oh no, my surprise songs were "Death by a Thousand Cuts" and "You're on Your Own, Kid," which I love. I'm honestly so fucking jealous of you. Like those are good ones. Death by- and it's so funny too because I don't know if I told you, but um, Lucas and Jeff came down too. And so they, that was like a surprise. And they literally, Lauren was like, if you can get here, she texted them at 2 PM. was like, can you get to LA? And they were like, bought a ticket. We're on our way. And so they got to the concert 10 minutes before Taylor came on. And we ended up asking people to switch with us. So we got to sit next to them too. So they came too. Were they in the hundred section too? Yeah. Oh, so they, cool. Like, cause Lauren just had more free tickets. So they came too. And, um, me and Jeff are much more mega fans than Maddie or Lucas. <laughs> and so Maddie and Lucas were like sitting down during death by a thousand cuts and you're on your own kid. And me and Jeff were like, giving <laughs> <laughs> it to each other. <laughs> Those ones are so good. Yeah. The bridge on that one. I was like, Maddie, if you do anything after this concert, it's learned death by a thousand cuts and scream that shit in your car. Scream it in the car. Um, wait, that's adorable. I love that they were also there. That's so fun. Um, my surprise songs were Message in a Bottle and Tied Together with a Smile, which neither one was I thrilled with. I know you were, but I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was sad though. Okay, there are two things that I was sad about, maybe kind of three. Okay, two, one. Sorry, let's start with the first one. One. (laughs) Start in the middle. why was there literally no speak now i mean no debut sorry mm, yeah like no i don't really mind <laughs> no there was like there's two songs i would have wanted maybe yeah three like no no debut tim mcgraw like yeah teardrops on my guitar that's what yeah so that was really sad and then my second thing is we should have ended with long live that should have been the last song speak now should have been the closer and i know that it's a it was only two songs though we could have been tired at midnight with the two slow songs we've been totally fine that should have been the ender and um i wish there was one sad song from red like why didn't we get like you know red like that's not even my favorite song on that album but like yeah I didn't love the the picks from red she picked the poppy songs from red which is not Mm -hmm. in my opinion what makes that album good (laughs) yes but isn't is style red yeah because that's no style is 1989 and that was also something I thought about I was like, whoa, she has songs about Harry Styles on Red and 1989. Like, they were on and off for a minute. So I was thinking about that a lot. Um, Another one that I'm sad is that I didn't get Dear John, which nobody got Dear John, except I'm one so fucking audience got Dear John, which is, like, so much better than any of the other surprise songs. Like, yeah. I feel like that's such an elite one to get. I thought she was going to add it to the set list, honestly. I thought she was too. It's like, that's a, I don't know. Everyone loves that song. It's like the epitome of like 
your stupid bad first boyfriend is like that song or like this the first boy that treated you like shit it's like everyone has their own and it's like so legendary she literally used his name in it and wrote it in his style of music like are you fucking kidding me that is genius like i that is like what i dream about (laughs) doing to my exes like that is so cool i remember what i was gonna say earlier too is you were saying that you think of each boyfriend or whatever breakup you're going through during whatever album came out and I was like do you I was talking to Maddie about this I was like do you think that she literally like envisions what she's talking about in these songs every time she sings them? she has to like yeah. she's talking about like being tangled up in the sheets with like whatever whatever partner she was with I'm like I want to know I want to know what it looked like I want to know she's talking about i want to know even more than she's telling us in this literally song i want a movie of it we can implant in her brain with characters that are actually who it was i want to (laughs) know i mean they're gonna come out with like another documentary for sure yes but she's not gonna oh I want someday I would love like a whole expose of like this song is about this person and here is literally my She's whole never gonna do that. And here are my full details of everything that it was like to be with this person. Here's my diary actually about this person that I dated. <laughs> she publishes honestly, that would definitely get her to like quadrillionaire status if she published if her diaries. Book. Oh my god! Well, the thing is, that she would be, be like, like seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo in real life, like energy. Yeah, and I would, I would die for that. I would I'd eat that shit up. Yeah. Um, wait, my one rebuttal to your points is that I think she had to end with Midnight's. It was so good, but I get what you're saying about so Long Live. She could have, she could have, um, just ended with Long Live. We didn't have to do the speak. She could have encore anyway. She should have added fucking Dear John and then ended with <laughs> Long Live. <laughs> Uh, but all in all i give it a 10 (laughs) it was an absurd experience (laughs) like truly if she i hope that she makes this into a vegas residency i like feel like that could happen i think she will you get so much money and you do the least because you only have to be in vegas yeah but does she like vegas enough i don't know i just feel like she has too much like she's well, made- like adele doesn't like vegas but she literally just pjs for her shows and then pjs back to la That's <laughs> like, true. True. and we all know taylor loves her pjs so <laughs> that's also true <sighs> um something i think is cute that i learned about her in the documentary is that she paints her own nails oh okay but i was gonna say that earlier as an example of when how, why people are psycho because she can't even go get her nails done because yeah like people are so insane so she had to learn how to paint her own nails yeah but then and, like, like think about how hard it is to like have friends oh yeah i mean like no new friends literally no one you can't trust anyone why would you like yeah everyone especially like back then when she was becoming famous and like rising to the top that's always scary but like especially now like she's like really at the pinnacle of like the best of the best and no one even can question that like I don't know how you would make friends it's very lonely being that famous and no one and even the friends she does have from childhood no one can relate to her because they're like no no I don't know what it feels like to have billions of people love and hate me like I don't know how that is all at the same time (laughs) yeah um um do you have have a closing point 
Um, no, I can't think of it. All I know is that it was the best night ever. And even if you only like her a little bit, you would have the best time. And maybe we can make yeah. a trip out of her second leg of the North America tour and go to Miami or something. Oh, I honestly am so down. Um, yeah, wait, I have an ending note on that about not being her super fan, but having a great night is the couple, there were two couples in front of me. <laughs> I was going to say this with Devin Lucas, but I forgot. There was like a mom and dad that brought like their kids and then their boyfriends, I think was the vibe. And so one of the boyfriends was a super fan. So the girl and her boyfriend were like scream singing every single song together. It was very cute. But then the other boyfriend was clearly not a super fan, but he just would pull up the set list on Spotify and have the lyrics and sing along with the lyrics the entire time. <laughs> and I was like brownie points and they were in high school, but oh, did you get a uh, love story proposal that you saw? No, we didn't get one. They were in high school, but Danny and I were like, maybe <laughs> but I was like I wish we witnessed one we were looking around there weren't really it was hard to find couples it was like mostly girls women yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no I didn't know people were proposing in love story I didn't get that and honestly I even seen those wouldn't care for like a public proposal but I wouldn't be mad about a love story proposal if that's what Sean decided to do like I would probably be happy about that decision <laughs> yeah but I think yes but I think the first boyfriend, he wins all the other ones. I'm like, okay, now it's yeah. been done. Like, yeah. uh, it's on the same tour. Like, also, I think like, <laughs> like, a lover proposal. Like, that's like so cute. But they would literally do like down on a knee, like in tune with the song. Oh, hmm. yeah. Have I mean, you not seen but... these? There's like hundreds of them. <laughs> no, I'll, send, I'll send you some. TikTok I will also. After. I guess my closing note is. I was a super fan before, like, I was scared of how much I listened to her music before, and it's only going to get worse now. I thought, it was, <laughs> I, thought I thought I was going to, like, after her concert, like, not be like, okay, I'm not going to listen to her music for a while, but no, now I want to listen to it even more, which I didn't know was even possible, and if you ever notice me becoming, like, too scary of a fan, you have to say something. I don't want to be a scary person, like... I don't want to be too obsessed with her. So I'm trying to like toe the line of what's a regular amount of um, appreciation <laughs> and celebration. I mean, I th- as long as you're not like wearing her skin or like personally <laughs> convinced that you two are besties, I think you're okay. Yeah. Um, and now I feel like also, even if I don't like her next album that comes out, I have to go like there's I'm never going to not go to a tour if she had does another tour and I have the option to go I'm never going to not go that's yeah I agree Mm -hmm. so everyone says that her next no okay we have to stop (laughs) that's it (laughs) that's it we're done I could do about this for hours um anyways rate review subscribe tell us you love us and we'll see you next week Woohoo!